Welcome to the Improvising Life podcast, where we explore how life can be more livable. This is Lloyd Crawford, your host. Hello. So this episode is stemming from such a, what I think is a human moment. And I am challenging myself to have, to keep it as brief as that moment felt or not try to over justify what this episode is and also want to do some playing and just see where this goes. So, <laughs> so the title alluded to, I want to talk about what to do when you short cheat yourself. And for anyone who does not know what short cheating is, it's when you go to use the restroom and you realize that there's no toilet paper left, right? So someone else can short cheat you or you can short cheat yourself if like you realize you were the last person in the bathroom and you just didn't refill the toilet paper, right? And so... <laughs> When that tends to, so what I'm not sharing, um, getting at myself was that I realized earlier this week that I short cheated myself. Like I was like, oh wait, I was the last person in the bathroom. And usually when there's like a quarter inch of toilet paper left, I'm like, oh, okay, let me get a new one because I just know that it'll end up being, regardless of who goes like last, I'll end up being the one who gets short cheated, right? Because I have a male husband with a penis who stands up when he pees and somehow like doesn't poop that much he probably won't listen to this so oops if he doesn't want people to know that you know whereas on the other hand I'm very very regular I I mean I pee and I wipe because I have a vagina and I sit down when I pee and prefer to wipe right and I poop regularly so (laughs) I use more toilet paper than him right so with that being said I usually know then when it gets to a certain point to refill the toilet paper roll. But I go to use the bathroom this weekend and I'm already peeing. I'm like, oh wait, I didn't even like look. And I realized at the moment how sort of unconscious it was that I often like look at the toilet paper roll even at home before I pee. And I realized at that point I didn't. I was just trying to run in, pee, and get out as fast as possible because I wanted to get, like I needed to get back to what Mercury was doing, right? So I had put that pressure on myself of like, okay, this has to be like a NASCAR pit stop, right? Except for, like, they train a lot, apparently, and it's, like, they're much more efficient. Well, not forget the toilet paper, but the idea of get in, get out, and go. And so I'm realizing there's no toilet paper, and, of course, I had the automatic reaction of, like, oh, feeling frustrated and wanting to be, like, Nate, you sure cheated me, and then I was, like, oh, yeah, no, I just peed, like, an hour ago. That was me, right? And so what this reminded me of is something that my mentor, Felicia Savage Friedman, says and taught us in our anti-racist social justice yoga teacher training was this concept of honoring your transitions. And quite literally, this can be, you know, especially if you're having a asana yoga practice, like the physical movement part of yoga, of, you know, noticing, okay, do I need to be moving from this the seated position up to a standing position. How can I do that with respect to what my body's mobility is, with what feels sturdy, with what objects are around me, um, you know, compared to, or as opposed to comparing how someone else is moving out of a position or or getting up or off their mat and and assuming that you have to do it that way, right? You know, Felicia often says, like, please be disobedient in your practice, meaning, like, don't just do something because I cue it. If I tell you to place your left foot forward, 
and you don't feel like that's part of your practice, then don't do that, right? And so honoring your transitions is one of the things that I, you know, used to think of as ohms or like off-mat moments, right? Of like the way that my yoga practice transitions off of the mat and actually has the full eight limb path that Raja Yoga has is is really saying like, how does this apply to my whole life? And so honoring your transitions has been one that's been so helpful for me because I didn't realize until that training, um, that year long training, how much on, you know, I talk about adulting on autopilot I was and what that physically looked like and meant for my, the safety and well-being of myself and others in regards to how I move my body and what motions and things that I do um, without that sort of proprioception or awareness of where my body is in time and space and how I'm moving, right? And so what I realized was, you know, on in that moment of when I peed the previous time, I wasn't honoring my transitions of thinking like thoughtfully, like, okay, I'm going to move from this room to this other room. What am I going to go across? Do I need to like dodge baby toys or the baby herself that she's calling now? You know, it was just like beeline to the bathroom. And so when I was finished peeing, I just like left right away, right? I didn't have space to honor the transition that I prefer to have where I'm looking saying, oh, okay, do I need to refill the toilet paper for the next time I'm here, right? And so in that moment, I was just asking myself to take a pause and be like, this isn't even about the toilet paper right now, (sighs) right? Like that, can I take that breath and ask myself, where else am I not honoring the transitions in my life? And if there were red, like, flags that I could have literally flown, like, thrown up or, like, lights I could have put on, so many would have come up. Because what I realized is that so many of my transition moments, so whether that's as Mare's falling asleep because she still contact naps, like, naps on my body or as, you know, Nate has Mare for 20 minutes and I'm going to run to do that, the only thing in my mind is finishing something to say that I got something finished, whether that's peeing or unloading the dishwasher right there's just has become this unspoken drive to just do as many things as fast as possible and scramble through it because I don't have access to the space time and support that I need to actually be able to feel like there's a sense of balance in areas of life right and so with that reflection and you know like all that stemmed from this moment of short cheating myself right? Out of that has come this awareness in the past few days that I haven't allowed myself to actually realize the transition I'm going through in my postpartum and parenthood experience, right? I had beautiful three-ish months of maternity leave, and then it went right back to, okay, I have to do all these things, fill all the plates, do all the, you know, all these things. And in that process of being a workout home stay-at-home parent and primary caregiver someone you know being me who already had had sort of this challenge of of keeping myself in the picture of life and not losing myself to all the things has further sort of like gotten buried under all the things out of that sort of muscle memory of unhelpful practices and like just overgiving and underresting that you know, a lifetime has got, uh, you know, happened over a series of lifetime. This wasn't just happening now, right? But it's so easy to go back to familiar patterns because when we're on autopilot, that's where our body goes, right? You know, and so this other thought came through too of like, what really is short-sheeting yourself? And, you know, beyond just the toilet paper roll, 
how does that show up other places? And it really is, you know, the what came out of it was this awareness that our minds are moving faster than our bodies and spirits, right? So our mind is like, okay, checklist, doom, 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 where our body's like, hey, you just went from like slouching over your phone for eight hours. Um, maybe we would like to do some light stretching, not just sprinting to the kitchen to make dinner as fast as possible while simultaneously doing the dishes. You know, like, can we maybe check in and maybe we like have time where we're doing a different type of nothing with our, like our mind is doing nothing and now our body is doing something, you know? And so, you know, that all of these different nuances are coming through for me. And so initially when this moment was happening, you know, I... (laughs) Meanwhile, five minutes later, I'm still on the toilet staring at the toilet roll. No, so I, <laughs> I had this moment where I was like, oh, you know what? I actually have this, what I feel like is an ingenious hack for what to do when you short sheet yourself, like in a literal sense, when you're out of toilet paper. I want to share that. And then also, I was like, I feel like there's some deeper shit here. And so thank you for still being with me on this ride. I'm going to loop back to the first things that I got a few ahead of myself a, a little bit on my four bullet points in my notes. I just want to make sure that I got to. Um... And it is to share out that hack, right? Because while that felt like a hack, I was realizing that then these deeper thoughts isn't something to hack. It's something to sit with, right? And so sort of like the, this idea of the, you know, the title's episode of what to do when you short sheet yourself is really look at, is this like a hack moment or is this like a habitat moment? I'm not even saying a habit, but like a habitat. Is there something about your ecosystem and the way you're relating with it that could shift, that could be more supportive, right? So literally being short sheeted is something that could be like hacked, right? Because it's that, that practice of like, oh, every other day I check or every time I poop, I check afterwards how the toilet paper is. Whatever that looks like for you, right? That could be a hack moment, but this sort of habitat moment of how am I inhabiting my ecosystem? What practices do I have and which ones am I acting like I don't have um, because it's out of sight, out of mind, you know? Like those thoughts of where else am I not honoring the transitions in my life? Those are ones that, that, you know, like to take that, that deeper breath with and to sit with. Um, so that's where that sort of nuance was coming through. But the wonderful hack that I would love to share for when you literally short sheet yourself or found you short sheeted is if the toilet paper roll actually has the cardboard piece and that remains in the bathroom and perhaps maybe not in a public bathroom, but if it's your personal bathroom or the bathroom of a friend, someone where you perhaps trust what they do with the toilet paper rolls, right? If you're left with that cardboard piece, fold it into, just fold it in half, smash it down, right? Bend that toilet paper tube on it. And this is the part where... (laughs) As I was typing this, my phone was cracking up, and then I forgot that I wrote this down, so the fact that the delivery is going to be read may not be as funny, but just know I was LOLing while literally still on the toilet um, from peeing while thinking of this. So I was like, what is the process what I do? Okay, so you bend that tube on up, then you dab-dab your flaps, taco your tush as you water to get another roll. So what that means is if you sit down when you pee or if you have a vagina, right, you can use the flattened toilet paper roll to just dab, dab away any pee that might, you know, pee goes places, it dribbles, right? So that's sort of that surface level of of making sure that then you can stand up without any pee running down your leg, right? But let's say if you find yourself short-sheeted after a number two, right, you got a little poop happening and you're like, oh my God, what do I do, right? 
and you have the op and you know there's not someone that you can call out to and ask for a role if that's not your situation what you can do is with that <laughs> bent up toilet paper tube I call it you taco your tush right so you can then put that flattened one in between your butt cheeks so your <laughs> butt cheeks become the taco and the toilet paper roll is you know the stuffing and then you can waddle to get another roll so that way it just gives you that level of peace of mind of like okay I'm not just walking around with a shitty ass <laughs> to go get more toilet paper right it's like the faux dignified way of doing that um, I actually want to take away the faux or even that dignity doesn't matter it is the glamorous um, feel like you took charge of your short sheeted situation um, and and you can go get that other roll right and so <laughs> So that was like the literal what to do when you short cheat yourself, um, you know, story that I just wanted to share and was just cracking because I was like, I've done this. Literally, I can remember as early as middle school because I was speaking with a friend once, I think I was in seventh grade, and she had said like she was short sheeted and she sat there for like two hours before her parents got home and could bring a toilet paper. And I was just like, I have no understanding of how you didn't one like die from your legs going to sleep after sitting on the toilet for two hours and also I just don't care about properness or life enough at all to sit there and wait for that long for like anything right I would have grabbed a hand towel and just thrown out regular towel the cat and I'm kidding don't do that to cats um but you know it's just like there's no part of me that would just sit there and wait for that long like sorry mom got by a new shower curtain something would have happened right and so I thought that everyone had just looked at a toilet paper roll like that and so when this happened over the weekend I was like oh I feel like I've been missing the actual connecty storytelling just like actually sharing me out in these episodes this season and realizing again I got I went back to this overly formal role like I, I it needs to be something that is justifiable why someone would listen not realizing that the human engagement interaction and like my lived experience is valid enough to be sharing out <laughs> Oh, doop, 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 doop. Um, that's just the way I'm signaling it. <laughs> Story over for right now. Um, but so, you know, like just to sort of pretend we're wrapping this up in our toilet paper that we have left on our next roll of toilet paper. Um, you know, like again, this idea of like beyond the literal, what do you do when you short sheet yourself? You know, asking this question of how have you been short sheeting yourself? Have others in your relationships been short sheeting you? What areas of your life do you feel like that spent toilet paper roll and having this way of sort of reflecting that out and even that analogy or like that idea of like okay when you're out of a toilet paper roll you can go get another one ask yourself like in the areas of life where you're feeling spent or short cheated what actually would sort of fill that roll back up or, or you know perhaps it's even helpful to think of okay let's just assume and play that a toilet paper roll has a hundred sheets of toilet paper. Like I know every brand has their own number and commercials and all that shit. Let's just pretend that for us, our adulting capacity or like lived uh, our life capacity has a hundred sheets, right? Have you been trying to give out a hundred sheets in the 10 areas of your life and then wondering why you feel spent, right? Because even then, if you have 10 areas of life, so to speak, that you think of, of how life is happening, have you been giving 10 out on everyone? That still means that you're spent, you're, you're fully out. You know, are there some that you can put on pause? Are there some where you only will give a quarter sheet? You know, are you just going to give the little crumb or the part that stays on the toilet paper roll? You know, just this different way of looking at this sort of, of way of checking in with yourself, especially if you're someone who perhaps connecting in and checking with your body doesn't feel like it's accessible just yet or like you don't know if, you know, the practice that I love face to feels 
you know, that that practice of checking with your body with your face feels like it's maybe a step beyond where you are right now. Asking yourself, you know, like, how does your toilet paper roll of life look? Right? Are you TPing someone's house? Are they TPing you? Like, what does that look like? Right? And so in this, this experience so far the past few days of asking myself those very questions, because I have been chewing on them and sitting with them, um, I've realized too, and you know, I want to thank Sarah, um, Sarah Steckler for sharing out that she was taking a summer sabbatical from social media for her business. When I saw it, I was like, oh, that would be so nice to think of that as something that I could do. And But what's come out of this the past few days is realizing that it's like, well, one, I can do that too, right? And also realizing how much energy I had been mental energy I'd been putting out into thinking of, well, what can I do for social media posts? What can I do? What I can do? But then not producing anything. So then thinking like, oh, I haven't been doing anything. But flipping the script to myself and realizing that if I'm feel like my wheels are just spinning, right? If I'm just unraveling all my toilet paper rolls all the time and feeling spent with the pressure that I, because again, I feel like I'm making it harder for myself on making social media content for Instagram specifically, then that means that it's time for me to take a step back, ask myself, you know, why do I feel like I have to show up? What messages do I actually want to share out that I have been, like, again, being so spent in so many areas that I am not allowing creativity to happen, insights to come through, or to ask myself what I even want, right? And having this moment to reevaluate. So I announced, um, earlier this week on Instagram that, you know, I was going to be taking this sort of summertime sensory reset sabbatical, right? And for me, it is about resetting the way that I'm engaging sensorially with things, you know, like, so I'm I'm going to be going through the next few weeks with each week themed with a certain sensory, um, you know, like part of my sensory experience. So whether that's taste, touch, smell, you know, all those senses um, and resetting it and, you know, finding out along the way, what does that look like for me? What does that even mean? But that message was coming through really well is that I, as someone who already has ADHD and can be really um, overstimulated, you know, like how am I, how have I been relating with things to give me that sort of unsustainable faux sense of, of, you know, like serotonin or like the energy boost, right? And can I sort of reset my relationship with my senses in that way? Um, and, you know, and so having this Instagram sabbatical would be one of the ways that I'm giving myself the structure to, to start that conversation with myself of pulling back and then getting curious of, well, if I'm not reaching for my phone all the time to try to think of things to share out or to check things on Instagram, can I challenge myself to then use that time to devote it to my senses, you know, and, 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 you know, this really, to me really beautifully, and I didn't think of this before, you know, recording this ties back to that first part I was sharing about honoring my transitions. If I was able to sit and arrive on the couch with Mercury and not, you know, be like, oh, so I'll fall asleep in a couple minutes, then I can get out this and check off this to-do list thing, you know, like how else would I like to use that time? Would I actually spend less time resting myself while she's around and or awake right and be engaging with her we could go out and take walks or explore places like are there other things possible and then I rest when she rests instead of that being the only time you know and I'm saying that's the only time that I have to work because I st- you know I still have my day job and all, all of the whatnots you know happening but I'm just you know and again I'm not even to justify it to myself really it's just I have this curiosity of, of what I choose other supportive practices and what does that look like right now if I'm honoring my transitions right if if I'm 
sort of taking a, a stock or an inventory of my toilet paper rolls and how is that being spent and, and how is that feeling for me? And so, you know, part of that was that I was announcing the, the three ways to work with me this summer is, um, you know, like firstly, you know, I have something called the Heard and Helped Hypeline. And so it's this idea of, of you know, instead of like a hotline, you you know, the hypeline would be like where we're having this voice message conversation of, of you being able to express yourself and and then me supporting and revisioning how you're doing that expression. What parts of you are you leaving out? What story do you really want to tell? Are there ways that you're not realizing you are so well endowed with skills and lived experience? And if you're able to speak to those things, you would not only have a different relationship with yourself and perhaps the boundaries you set with others, but that you would feel more ease in showing up. And, and sharing out and receiving support or, or resources from others, right? And so, you know, this might be for someone who has an, a needs uh, an about me statement for when they're on someone's platform and they get asked and every time they're like, oh, crap, what do I say? Or maybe you're, um, you know, you're looking for something physically written or perhaps you have certain aspects of your life that you just want hyped up with to be able to embrace and realize like, oh, I am this rad person, you know, working through some of that. You know, and the second way is through placations, which is just like a dream for me to facilitate. I just love these placations. And it, it, I mean, it is this adaptation of a staycation, you know, which is this idea of you don't have to go far to go somewhere else, right? A placation is really this idea of how can we have this moment, this session together where it really is about reconnecting with play, you know, identifying when play became less of something accessible in your life when you were told you had to stop playing and how can we actually reacquaint what play is, realize how you love to play and just literally have a play date as we're going through our adulting woes. And then thirdly is the the course that I have called Yes and Yesterday and this really is my sort of intro 101 embodiment practice course for those who are curious about what is embodiment what does this mean in a way that is not bypassing to what I experienced how can this be a skill or a tool that equips me to actually work through and process how life is lifing so that way when I'm waking up in the morning I have a bit more capacity right so it's to tie it back to toilet paper yay it's designed to actually give you ways to have more sheets on your toilet paper roll when you wake up than you did before you went to sleep that day. So it's like, how can your toilet paper roll regenerate a little bit? Or perhaps the toilet paper fairies are coming and adding a few sheets to your roll. And so, you know, and by setting that boundary of saying, these are the three ways, as at least for right now, that feels accessible for me to be supporting people. And that, you know, showing up and creating Instagram content is not going to be one of those ways, um, you know, and leaving it open that if I want to show up in stories, I can, you know, if I want to engage with people some other way, I, I will, but allowing that to be like, these are the three things that I'm saying I can do in my business right now. And then also saying that I still would like to explore and sort of finish out this season of the podcast, reminding myself of what it initially was supposed to be, which was exploring how life can be more livable, not just getting fixated on what makes it less livable or unlivable for others and myself. And so, you know, this, this, invitation to myself to talk about short cheating yourself in the literal sense too of like putting the toilet paper roll between your butt cheeks like you know telling the stories where it's like that is me as a person that is improvising life that is saying okay I have this toilet paper roll and how can I improvise this moment of being short cheated that is what that looks like for being Lori and so you know me sharing out that story 
is this feeling? You know, I felt excited sharing that out with you all because it, it's giving me this visceral reminder that I do know what I want to share and how. It was just realizing that when my plate is so full and I don't have a toilet paper, you know, roll reserve, that recording episodes when they're not the guest episodes became something where I was like, I did, I need to do this. I It needs to be super formal or formal terms of like there's a clear delivery and people are going to know what they're going to get instead of genuinely connecting and saying, here's how I'm improvising my life right now. So for the next few episodes before this season ends, um, you know, I invite you to come along with me as I, I try to reacquaint myself with that aspect of what, you know, this podcast really is here is how can life be more livable and how am I being myself? And having life be more livable along that way. Thank you so much for joining. If you have any feedback that comes through or like anything that you're relating with, I would love to hear that. You can reach out and connect. I know I said I'm going to be off Instagram, but I will occasionally be checking DMs since that's how people are booking services, right? So that's at improvide.with.lori. And also, you can go ahead and rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to it. As always, have a razzle-dazzle day, and if that's not accessible, you put an F on front and have a razzle-dazzle day.